Hello, welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. It is early, early in the morning today. I'm getting ready to start my uh, shift at work, but I had a few minutes before I get started. And I uh, hope everybody is doing great. Um, it was, uh, It is uh, tornado season here in Oklahoma. And so last week we had tornadoes that ripped through the state and uh, they didn't come near my house. The tornadoes didn't, but uh, they ended up hitting a, a co-worker's house. Uh, a, a acquaintance of ours, um, not someone who, who we're really personally that close to, but we have worked with this person for um, almost 30 years. So certainly you have a, a certain amount of connection to them. And uh, her house was uh, completely wiped out by the tornado. So we went, um, they, they have... Um, uh, it turns out their living situation, there's a bunch of houses that are uh, closely located together. She, she has some land um, just outside of town, and they have multiple houses on the town. And her, her mother and her sister, they all have houses on the same property. And those houses uh, weren't uh, damaged. It was only, only her house. Um, well, there was two houses that were damaged. but uh, So she does have somewhere to stay, but uh, they're on well water. And if you are familiar with well water, that means uh, that it has to have electricity to pump the well for you to get water. And they don't have electricity um, on our, our way to go out there for uh, at least two miles surrounding her house. Every uh, power pole was snapped in half and all the power lines we're laying in the street. We drove over 200 power lines to get to her house. They always say, don't drive over power lines, but uh, uh, we drove over a lot of them. <laughs> um, so we took some uh, water so that they'd be able to uh, drink and flush their toilets. And we took some food um, and uh, we took a, a metal detector because she lost some some personal items and she's trying to find them. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, when you, when you, uh, see things like this on the news, when you see tornado damage, uh, you go, and that sucks. And then, uh, you know, that's on the noon news and by five o'clock there's a different news story and it, and it, and life moves on. Right. But it, when you're in the middle of it, life doesn't just move on like that. That is your life. Um, and so, uh, um, she spoke to an insurance adjuster and the insurance adjuster or the, uh, their insurance said you can't, um, clean up anything until a insurance assessor or claims assessor comes out and looks at the damage. And that could be at least a week. So they've, they've literally been told, don't, don't pick up, don't clean up anything. Don't start looking for stuff or moving stuff until they come out and, and see the damage. So they're, they're kind of stuck in a weird limbo situation. And, um, I tell you what, you know, as a, someone who's a collector, I just can't imagine, I can't imagine the, um, uh, the tragedy of being able to see your things, you know, her house, um, had just kind of fell in on itself. The walls kind of fell in and the roof fell down. <laughs> so there are parts of the house where you can see inside. It's almost like a dollhouse that's missing, uh, uh, you know, one of the walls and you could see like into her bedroom, but, uh, it's not safe to go in there. Um, you know, um, especially in a, a state where there, you could have, you know, wind gusts and things like that. So, um, yeah, she can't really go inside to retrieve her stuff. It's, it's really, uh, you know, like I said, as someone who has placed so much value on his things, like I have a lot of things, right? I have a room full of things behind me. I have things, uh, and, you know, all over the place. 
Um, and it's not just not just junk. Like um, you know, literally right in front of me, there's this little um, wind-up robot, which is not today's uh, uh, random rob item, but there's this little wind-up robot. And somebody gave it to me uh, for um, either Christmas. I think it might have been in my Christmas stocking or something. Yeah, it was uh, from my wife. I couldn't remember if it was Christmas or um, something before that. But, uh, I mean, it's this little tiny thing. This thing probably was dollar or two at the dollar store, you know. But it's a funny little robot. I, he's cute, and, and I'm... I'm and he winds up, you know, and uh, and I have him sitting right here. And so every time I sit down on my computer, I look at this little robot and I go, <laughs> that's a cute little robot. Uh, and then if you multiply that by 100,000, that's my life. <laughs> it's like I just walk past stuff all day, every day, and everything that I see reminds me of the person who gifted it to me or where I got it or, you know, things like that. So um, to have all that stuff um, half of it disappear and the other half of it, uh, where I could see it, but that it's ruined. I can't even, I literally cannot imagine. I can't imagine what I would, I, I think I would just get rid of whatever is left and go be a monk. <laughs> is that an option? I would just get rid of all my worldly possessions and be like, see a world. I'm going to go, um, live a life of, uh, of, uh, minimalism. So no starting over. If it, if this goes away, that's it. If there's a fire, that's it. You know, uh, I would love the insurance paperwork on that. Um, I just bought, um, the other thing I was going to mention today and not, you know, this is random Rob, but, uh, but these are my random thoughts. Uh, is that it's garage sale season. Garage sale season has officially started, and uh, I went to uh, some garage sales, and the item I'm going to show you here in about two minutes uh, came from a garage sale this weekend, but while I was garage sailing, I also found a uh, paintball mask, but I don't think it's a real paintball mask. It's almost like a, a it's like a kid's, it's, all, it's more like a gas mask almost, it looks like, but it's a Halloween, you know, it just fits over the front of your face. It doesn't, it doesn't offer you any protection at all, but I saw it at a, uh, a garage sale and I picked it up and I was like, Oh, I love this. It's like a paintball, like a gas mask thing, you know? And, and I asked the lady how much it was. And she said, you know, it's just a, a mask. Uh, it's just a toy, you know, it's like a quarter or something. It's not a real thing. And I go, well, that's okay. Cause I'm going to put it on a skeleton. <laughs> That she kind of gave me a look, you know, and uh, so anyway, and that's uh, if you're watching the video version of Rando Rob, that's exactly where it is. It is on uh, McRib, uh, who is standing behind me, who's uh, uh, last uh, it's about six months ago, he got a hoodie, he's been wearing a hoodie, and now he has a gas mask. So, McRib always current on the latest fashions. Uh, so, as I mentioned, this past weekend was uh, garage sale day in the neighborhood that I grew up in. It is a family tradition. When I was a kid, uh, there are probably 200 houses in that neighborhood. When I was a kid, there were years where it seems like every other house had a garage sale. I mean, it was just overwhelming. The traffic was so huge. And this was at a time when neighborhood garage sales weren't necessarily a common thing. So, it was an anomaly to, for one neighborhood to have so many garage sales. And so it brought people from many miles around to come to the neighborhood garage sales. Now lots of neighborhoods have neighborhood garage sales and it's not as unique as it once was, but my neighborhood was a really early adopters, late seventies, early eighties. They were doing neighborhood garage sales. <clears throat> now what has happened over time is that the old people have kind of lost interest. I think maybe they sold all their stuff. Maybe they don't have enough stuff to keep having garage sales. So the older people that helped organize it and do it uh, have kind of lost interest, and the younger people haven't really picked up the torch. 
So they had neighborhood. They advertised it as a neighborhood garage sale. We went and there were maybe 10 garage sales out of 200 houses. It was not, you know, but it's better, uh, in the years past, we, we went one year and there was like four houses. It was terrible. It was, it was, uh, you would expect that many garage sales on a typical weekend, <laughs> not just on a garage sale, neighborhood garage sale weekend. So, uh, there was some activity and of course I, I talk about this every year, but one of the things I enjoy is just going back to the neighborhood I grew up in and it used to be almost like a neighborhood reunion where you would see your old friends that you grew up with. And, hey, how are you? How are you? How are your parents doing? You know, um, but as more and more people have moved away and, and parents have passed away or moved out of the neighborhood, there's less of that that happens each year. I'm trying to remember this year if we ran into anybody. Uh, one, one, there was one family that uh, was still there that was there when I was a kid, and, and we talked to them for a little bit. But a lot of the, the houses, you know, um, I remember in years past, like I would just walk up to these houses, and people are like, "Hey, how are you doing?" You know, and I would just stare at the house, and and then I would say things like. You know, I, when I was a kid, I, I slept in this house a lot. Like I've, I've used your bathroom and I, it turns out that that's a creepy thing to tell people. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize that, uh, I was coming off as a creeper, but yeah, strangers don't really like it when you just wander up to them and wander around their driveway and then tell them that you've pooped in their house. <laughs> they call 911. <laughs> So anyway, I do enjoy being in the old neighborhood and I enjoy garage sale day and I enjoy neighborhood garage sale days because you can park your car, walk around. And you don't know what kind of stuff you're going to find. Now, I am not uh, a big, as big of a book collector as I used to be. I used to buy tons and tons of books and I have uh, one of those five shelf bookshelves over here full of books and then I have a three shelf bookshelf uh, off to my right, that's full of paperbacks. But the reality is, is that I just don't read those books. Like when I do read books, it's normally digitally. So a lot of the books that I have are just uh, nostalgic, uh, you know, books that I had as a kid or, or books uh, that I read and that I really enjoyed. And so I don't necessarily go over to the bookshelf and pull a book off and read it, you know, but I do like having them there. So, which is unfortunate because they take up a lot of space. I could use that space for other things. But I'm going to show you a book that I got this weekend, and then I'm going to show you the book that it reminded me of, which is from my bookshelf that I have owned or has been in our family uh, since uh, for as long as I can remember. Uh, so the book that I got this weekend is a not a time life book. Now, you probably have seen those different time life books, you know, of a strange, you know, unexplained phenomenon things. And, I, and I've uh, always loved those. I love those my whole life. I used to um, go to the library and I would always check those books out because I love them. I would, uh, you know, as I found them over the years at bookstores or uh, sales, I would buy them. And so I have a, um, a uh, not a significant, but I have a dozen of those hardback time life type books. But the other ones that I always look for are the Reader's Digest books. Now, the Reader's Digest books are similar, um, but they usually have like... Um, uh, they're made up of um, larger articles and shorter articles, and and sometimes there will be like one article that is two or three pages long, but then there will be 
sub articles that are just, uh, you know, blocked out for a little bit of a page or something. Uh, so they you know, but there's nothing super long to read in these. They're great to sit down. They always have great pictures and, and there are just so many of these, you know, and they're just compilations of, of information. But the one that I found this weekend, this one, uh, is published, was published in 1989, which is a little bit newer than I thought it would be, but that's okay. And sometimes these get republished over and over and over. So, you know, it could, it could be, uh, an older style book and then, and then it was re-released. Um, but this is a hardback reader's digest book and I'm holding up the cover here. And, uh, this originally must've had a dust cover, uh, because it just has an embossed title, which you can't really read as I hold it up to the camera, but it says great disasters. And then of course on the spine, you can kind of see that iconic, um, it, it's like a black spine with a silver foil, <laughs> uh, for the text that says great disasters. Um, and a lot of these books look like that. They had just have a real, you know, um, bold, uh, you know, uh, sans serif font, I guess, um, you know, great disasters. If you look at it and, um, I suppose that's kind of a, uh, what do they call that? Oxymoron? Like, um, I think Yoda said great wars. Mm, wars don't make one great. Um, <laughs> the definition of a great disaster for me is one that I wasn't in. <laughs> be a great disaster uh for me and so I, I will hold this up just so you can see kind of what these pages look like but there are um you know just uh these different articles filled with um pictures and uh, tons and tons of stories uh, let's go over to the uh, table of contents and when you open it up it says great disasters and there's a giant full color photo of a volcano erupting uh, but under contents, it says um, this is what it's divided up into different sections. Uh, the first section is disasters since the dawn of time. Then there is tragedy on a global scale. This one says age old perils in a modern world. And then finally, there is risk and survival on a violent planet. And each of those are made up of lots of uh, sub articles. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> just open to this first section here. Uh, this is the disasters uh, since the dawn of time. And you can see the different articles. Um, some of them say um, the plague of Athens. That sounds like a light reading. Um, the wrath of Vesuvius. Uh, earthquake at Alexandria. Um, killer quake at Antioch. <laughs> So fun, fun reading for the family, you know, uh, but I, <clears throat> I, I love these books and I have, a, even though this is not a book that I had as a kid, I have a sentimental attachment to these types of books. Boy, I wish I could just get the light to reflect that. I barely, you can see it on the camera there where it says great disasters, but it's literally, there's no printing on the front. It is just embossed in. Um, but as a kid, I loved these books and I'm going to show you a second book. And this book is a book that um, my parents got in the mid to late 70s. And I was born in the early, I mean, I was born in 73. I'm going to look for a publishing date on this while I'm sitting here. Um, this is a book that I've talked about on podcasts. This one says it was copyright 1976. Uh, this is a book I've talked about uh, on podcasts, I believe. I might have done an entire podcast about this. 
but this is a Reader's Digest book, and it is called Strange Stories, Amazing Facts. And if you look at the thickness of this book, I think this is 500 and something pages. I'm going to flip here to the back. Six, 608 is the last page with the index. Um, this book is like a blueprint of my childhood. And you could say a blueprint of my life. Um, I'm going to open up here to the different parts. I just want to read this to you. Um, this it says it's divided into uh, five parts, uh, but each of these parts have major uh, subsections as well. But the first part says, um, well, I guess it doesn't have a, a master title. It's just parts. Okay. But they are kind of grouped together. So the first part says things like the enigma of space, the astonishing human body, Wonders of the Natural World, and the Surprising Animal Kingdom. And then, of course, underneath these, there are dozens of short, you know, one to two page articles that go under these. Uh, lots, of, lots of different topics. The second one is the marvels of science, feats of building and engineering, man's amazing inventions, daring and epic journeys, and the quest for the past. Okay. But now let's get to number three. And four. Number three, part three says strange customs and superstitions, popular facts and fallacies, intriguing and unsolved mysteries, footsteps into the unknown, legendary lands and beasts. This part of the book goes from page 280 to 416, and this is um, your haunted houses. This is Bigfoot. This is Loch Ness Monster. This is Jack the Ripper. All your true crime, Spring-Heeled Jack, UFOs, uh, all of that stuff is in that section. It is almost um, uh, 200, uh, I don't know, 140 pages of that type of stuff. And I'm telling you, as a kid, I read from this book every day. I mean, as a little kid, (laughs) second, third grade. I was reading this book and reading these stories every night to the point where I would be uh, crawling in my covers terrified because there'd be a story about a haunted house from the early 1900s. (laughs) Um, And then part four says hoaxes, frauds, and forgeries, eccentrics and prophecies, and then curious and bizarre beginnings. This is where you're going to have things like um, the Shroud of Turin. You're going to have, um, what's it, the Cardiff Giant, uh, the statue that someone said that they found. Uh, You're going to have Fiji Mermaid. You're going to have P.T. Barnum, you know, Um, all those types of things. Uh, And that, you know, I mean, it it really ties into the, the previous section. So the previous section starts on page 280, and this one ends on page 566. Um, I, I can't tell you how much of this, how much of me is in this book and how much of this book is me. Um, if I just randomly, you know, turn to these things, I mean, and, and this book <clears throat> is really divided up into, um, you know, 
most of the articles are one-page articles, maybe one and a half. There's the the story of Anastasia, which I remember reading as a kid, and that was a later I saw that on Unsolved Mysteries. I was like, I know that story. It's the the lady who later claimed she was Anastasia. Here's a thing about you know whether or not dinosaurs had feathers. Here's a, a story about a you know there was a big article about um, cryogenics and being frozen you know after death. And so this book is, um, it's, it's like I said, this book is, is me and I am this book. It's, it's hard to explain that my, uh, childhood, uh, more, more than any other book, um, a close second would be a book that I've covered on Rando Rob. You might want to look up this episode called big secrets. That would be a close second. Uh, but this is number one. It's undisputed. Uh, this book, strange stories, amazing facts, um, is at least partially responsible for making me uh, who I am as a person. Uh, this is, you know, this is the book that, that, um, you know, cause not all of these articles are in depth, you know, I mean, there may be the one on spring Jack. I remember, you know, would just be, um, uh, you know, this, this little short article, here's an article right here about, um, Mount Vesuvius, which was also in the other book. And you can see it's a little, you know, half a page article if you're looking at the video and followed by a picture of the people who were caught in the path of Mount Vesuvius um, and um, just turned into basically stone skeletons. Um, but uh, there, there's just, um, you know, th- I mean, that might be a small story, but then that would inspire me to next time I went to the library to go find that story, you know, and um, uh, find a book on that. So this this led me to reading hundreds of other books, right? Because these are, you know, the Reader's Digest. This is the the short version, you know, the the bathroom <laughs> compendium. This is the um, the abridged version of stories where you could go in and um, uh, read a very short version of a story, but but there would be more to find elsewhere. And so this was like a launching a launching pad or a launch board. A springboard to other research and other books and things like that. Um, I have uh, considered, and I just don't have the time in my life. But if I um, if I ever find the time, what I would like to do is a podcast based on this book um, and and a few other books that I have that are like it. But a a a podcast where I would you know, basically more or less read an article from this book, uh, and, and do the podcast with my wife. And then we would discuss it, you know, the haunted, the haunted houses, the Loch Ness monster, um, the other, um, uh, you know, the things like that. So, um, uh, I would love to do it. I just don't have the time to do it. So, um, anyway, so this is, uh, now I, w- I will admit one thing, this is not, the actual copy of the book that I had when I was growing up. Uh, the copy that we had, I read so much that the front cover, the spine actually broke from having it open so much. And we had taped the spine and then the pages started falling out. Uh, and that, that copy literally fell apart from me reading it 
so often and so much. And so uh, several, several, several years ago, I mean, 20 years ago, I picked up an identical copy. So this looks identical to the one I had. Same cover, same everything. Uh, and I picked this up off of eBay, and it was not expensive. Um, and uh, if if I wear this one out, I don't expect that to happen now, but if I were to wear this one out, then I would pick up another copy because uh, I just I love it. I love walking by and seeing this book. Uh, it's just literally, I can't overstate how much of a, uh, a big part of my childhood this book was. So, um, again, I will show you the other book that I got great disasters. It is in the same, uh, vein of strange stories, amazing facts. It is a compilation book. Uh, it's not quite as long. I'm going to take a look here. Yes, this one's only 300 and something pages. Uh, it's not quite as long as Strange Stories, Amazing Facts, but it's the same type of thing. It is a sit down, you know, when you're bored, you sit down, you read one article. It's a page or two. You, f you learn something about history. You learn something about a disaster. Um, and you find out that you weren't in that disaster. And that makes it great. <laughs> so I will be putting my Great Disaster book next to my Strange Stories, Amazing Facts book. Uh, and putting those both on my bookshelf over there. Actually, I'm not going to do that right now because the Great Disaster book is going to stay out on my uh, reading table. And I'm going to be going through this over the next couple of weeks and reading uh, random articles about uh, death and destruction. Good, good light reading right before bed. So... Uh, I've been a little bit lax in up uploading the older episodes of Rando Rob, so I will try to get more of those uploaded uh, this week. I hope you guys are enjoying those, and I hope you enjoy garage sale season, and I hope that you don't enjoy tornado season, and I hope that you enjoy all my podcasts and media and all those fun things. Don't forget, you can find my podcasts over at podcast.robohara.com. You can find episodes of Rando Rob over at youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Um, and my van project is at youtube.com uh, forward slash at symbol big Rob's van. So those videos are going up and uh, people seem to be enjoying those as well. So check out all my stuff and I will see you here soon.